Hop it on over to our Hammerhead hotline and from the Lafayette Journal and Courier, Sam King is on with us. Always great to catch up with uh, Sam. Buddy, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. I just got uh, vaccinated for the second time today, so hopefully uh, that doesn't sink in and, and get me feeling kind of woozy here in a little bit. But uh, other than that, yeah, I'm doing great. All right, buddy. Well, I'll pray. I'll keep my fingers crossed for superpowers for you. How about that? That works. Uh, I need all the superpowers I can get as it is. <laughs> time travel, so you can actually get some time off, apparently, right? Is that what you kind of need to do? Or, like, some kind of multiplying, like, thing where you can cover, like, eight sporting events at once? What do you need? Well, here in about a month and a half, I'll have plenty of free time, and that's usually when I take my vacation. And then, you know, by the time August comes around, I'm like, man, I really wish I had something to do. And then you get to this point of the year, and you're like, I really need some, some time away, so... You know, it's the balance, and you do it long enough, you figure out how to make it work. Well, let's go ahead and talk about a couple of the things that we found out yesterday. The big story, West Lafayette has a new boys basketball coach uh, and a familiar name out there on the west side. It's never easy to replace a legend like uh, like Dave Wood, but it seems like they have found their guy. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, the new head man over there at west side. Yeah, so they found uh, Jacob Van Arsdale, who played at Harrison, the 2010 graduate at Harrison. His dad, as many people who are basketball fans in the area may know, uh, was the Harrison boys basketball coach for a long time, mm-hmm. I, I think 19 years, won over 250 games there. Um, you know, and, and Jeff Van Arsdale came from North Montgomery, where I believe his dad was the coach um, back then when he played. So uh, coaching is definitely in the pedigree. Uh, for Jacob, he's uh, even though he's never been a head coach, he's been an assistant for a decade. Um, you know, started as a sophomore at IU, coaching at the uh, Bloomington South uh, under J.R. Holmes, who's the all-time winningest coach in the history of Indiana high school basketball, and has a couple of state championships to his name. So he did that for nine years, and what better uh, guy to learn under this than Coach Holmes? And then uh, the Carmel job an assistant job at Carmel opened up last year, and he went and took that. Well, they win a state championship. So, uh, you know, <laughs> that was probably a great move on his part and probably helped uh, bolster his resume a little bit. Uh, he talked to me on the phone yesterday about how timing and fit was everything that he was looking for. He wasn't going to just leave and, and go somewhere to get a head coaching job. He had to believe that, you know, this is a good move for me, and coming back home uh, was, you know, kind of the right fit. He, he saw that as, you know, he knows about the West Lafayette program. He knows Coach Wood. His dad is very familiar with him, obviously. Um, and he knows that the kids at Westside are going to be, you know, come in well-coached, have a good basketball mind because they've been learning from Coach Wood. Uh, so he's not going to have to reinvent the wheel there. He can kind of go there and just kind of put his own stamp on things. And he said he's not trying to be Coach Wood. He's not trying to replace Coach Wood. He's just going there. And he's the, ultimately the person who is following Coach Wood's path that, you know, he's been there for 27 years now. Um, so it's not easy, but he, he knows that. He knows going in that I'm not going to go in there and try to be, uh, you know, the same guy or replace that guy to these people. And um, I think that's probably the right mindset, which probably set him apart when uh, you were looking at, at candidates. Um, but, you know, I, I think that he talked about the timing as well. His wife is going to graduate dental school and get a job uh, in town um, at a dentist office. So, that, uh, you know, it couldn't seem to work out more perfectly for him. And then he comes back here. Um, you know, I know he said he's going to reach out to Coach Wood and talk to him. Obviously, he wants to find out what kind of uh, players he's going to have coming back next year. But, 
he's got a lot of work to do now. I asked him about, you know, who's going to be on your staff and all of that stuff. And he said, man, I don't know. My head's still swimming about all this stuff. So, um, you know, unfortunately, one player he won't have is Braden Shrewsbury, who was mm-hmm. uh, far and away the best player at West Lafayette this year, uh, who will be moving to Pennsylvania once the school year is over. So um, that'll be a tough uh, you know, tough guy to replace. On top of that, they lost some really uh, good senior players. Uh, they don't have a lot of uh, players that saw major minutes coming back. I think they've got two starters coming back, and, and both were sophomores this year, that one became a, a very instrumental player as the season went on, but the other was um, you know, kind of finding his way at times and, and more of a, a shooter that you could drive and then kick out to him for, for an open bucket. So uh, guys are going to have to play different roles, and uh, you know, I, I think part of it uh, initially is just going to be kind of figuring out the personnel he has and, and what he can do with it. So, um, But the, the good thing is, uh, you go to West Lafayette, they're going to be patient with you. It's not, as I told him yesterday, this is in a place where if you come in and, and start 0-5, they're going to start having your head on a, a stick. You know, they, They're going to be patient and give you time to, to build your program, and uh, you don't have that pressure of, I've got to come in and, and win immediately or, or I'm on the chopping block. So that's a good thing for him, and I think that uh, it probably eases his mind a little bit to know he's familiar with this area and he's going to come into a place where a lot of people are already familiar with him. And we're talking with Sam King from the Lafayette Journal and Courier on the Hammerhead Hotline. So West Lafayette has a boys basketball coach, and uh, he'll get to review the brand-new sectional drawings, which got released uh, yesterday, Sam, for the upcoming school year. Um, you know, I didn't have a chance really to get into the basketball, but I did get into the football. And uh, you want to talk about a winner in that, uh, that's West Lafayette, because they no longer, I mean, that was, that was a terrible sectional, wasn't it? With the, uh, so many top you know, 10 teams in that sectional, and they finally got one out of there. I, that's great news for West Lafayette, but you looked over all these here. Tell me about some of the winners and losers you thought after you uh, looked at the reline sectionals. Well, yeah, West Lafayette is, is the winner um, for sure. But uh, what what the IHSA decided to do was because of COVID and you know the the last year and a half hasn't been anything normal. Uh, they kept basically the same sectional alignments. They just factored in the tradition factors, which uh, when you look at that, Chatard in Class Three A football uh, has to move up to Four A. Well, that created an opening in West Lafayette sectional, and Western Boone, which is the two-time defending Class 2A champion, just took their spots. And, um, you know, I just talked to Mike Carmen, uh, my colleague here, who saw Western Boone play in the sectional last year against Seeger, and he said, uh, I don't think West Lafayette has anything to worry about. I know Western Boone's won two straight state championships, but uh, West Lafayette's team last year was better than Western Boone's team last year, and uh, that should continue to be the case. So, um, yeah, you, you get rid of, you know, the sectional is still tough. It's still got rebuff in it. It's still got Garen Catholic in it. Um, but Chittard is is a big-time heavyweight, you know, the best probably plus 3A football program in the history of Indian high school football. So uh, getting rid of them is a big deal. Uh, the other move, which is tradition factor-based, is Central Catholic will be in 2A and is now in a sectional with, like, South, Mont- South Vermilion, Monrovia. I can't remember all the teams off the Cascade. Yeah, so... Uh, there's probably some some long roads ahead as far as sectional travel goes for the Knights, but um, I don't think it's a sectional that's unwinnable uh, is the good thing. So um, that'll be a new look for them. And the, the one thing that struck me as weird, and I think it's wrong, and, and it probably will be corrected, 
is that Central Catholic girls basketball team is still in 2A, which shouldn't be the case uh, because the Knights, you know, because they haven't got their their 1A program that was playing in 2A based on tradition factor the previous time around. Um, I only won one sectional during this little cycle, which I'm not going to get into all the explanations of how that works because it's it's strange and I don't think it's maybe the best way to do things, but by the rule of the ISSA, Central Catholic should drop back down to Class A in girls basketball next year, and and wasn't um, you know designated there when the uh, realignments came out yesterday. So um, my understanding was that the Central Catholic administration was going to get in touch with the ISSA and just double check and make sure that was correct. So hopefully I'll hear more about that uh, you know throughout the day. But um, for the most part, a lot of the stuff looks looks identical to what uh, people have become accustomed to the last couple of years in the sectionals. Tim Bournay on line one. There you go. Sam King with us uh, on the Hammerhead Hotline uh, for the Lafayette Journal and Courier covering all your high school stuff. And, Sam, now that we're getting into, uh, you know, we're getting into the month of May, we're wrapping up these high school seasons. So uh, what are some of the things you're keeping an eye on here as uh, we start to wrap uh, or we start to get through the month of May? What are the things that the fans need to keep an eye out for? Uh, well, we've got the baseball and softball sectional draws announced on uh, Sunday. So that's one thing as we get into the stretch run here to um, see what these teams can do. I'm always excited to see Harrison and McCutcheon play each other in softball, and that's a, a first round or I guess a semifinal sectional matchup. Um, but they do play each other uh, for the draw, so that should be something to get excited about to kind of see how these two teams close out the regular season. Um, Lafayette Jeff also has played much better down the stretch. West Lafayette's played much better down the stretch. Um, so that you know, I'm just kind of looking to see what softball teams if any, can make a deep tournament run. Uh, Baseball-wise, I think several of the top programs in their respective classes are in this area, and many of them are in Central Catholic sectional. When you look at two-way with Delphi, with Seeger, with Clinton Prairie, um, you know, all those teams are ranked or you know, receiving votes. So um, that's going to be a tough sectional, and Central Catholic has been a, a world-beater here as of late in, in baseball, which uh, historically is no surprise, I would guess, but... Uh, people forget the last time there was a sectional tournament in 2019 that CC did not win that sectional. Delphi did. So um, maybe a little revenge on the mind. And, uh, and the Texan baseball, man, they are killing it. Ranked sixth in 4A, just beat Zionsville, which was a top-10 team in 4A over the weekend. I think 15-2 uh, and two now playing Lafayette Jeff here in about 30 minutes at Logue Stadium. So uh, that's a team that, that I think, you know, maybe they're, they're a team that makes a big run. And then I'll know more about track and field tonight. I know you usually ask me about that, but I'm going to the city-county meet over at Schumann Stadium tonight and uh, get a chance to see all the county schools compete against each other and get a better idea of, of what these teams have. I feel like we should get a, uh, a special uh, timed 40 out of Sam King tonight. Do the Rich Eisen thing, man, since you're out there. you know, I think the kids would love that. I could I could not be a forty year old Michael Vick in a forty after seeing his time yesterday. So <laughs> yeah, that was insane. That's for sure. I'm in no way, shape, or form in that kind of shape. Never have, never will. I try to remember. Like I never got an official time forty in high school. We had to run it like in a hallway, and like you would slide a little bit. You try to get as much grip as you can. So like I don't, I don't even know what the heck my forty time ever was. It probably wasn't good, but. Oh, it is what it is. Hey, Sam, uh, Lafayette Journal and Courier, again, give him a follow on Twitter, and uh, make sure you read his stuff. He'll have all the recap from that city county meet for you uh, tomorrow. And, of course, as uh, all your favorite teams start heading into the sectionals, wrapping up the school year, he has got you covered. Sam, always a pleasure talking to you, my friend. Uh, enjoy your evening, and we'll talk again soon, all right? Always appreciate it, Jared. Thanks.
Take care, buddy. All right, we got a break, but we're going to come back and uh, we'll open up the Hammerhead hotline for you as well. It's 765-447-4080. Uh, we'll come back with more Hammer Down Show next on 1017 AM or 101.7.